Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share retweet on that's right twitter with my handle the marketing anu um or join us in the linkedin group and um just look for ppc chat roundup um yeah i would love to hear your thoughts and share your ideas or if you're even you know job hunting or you just want to have you have a question about some strategy you're implementing yeah join us on there we'd be happy to help um and also if you're on instagram check us out um with the handle at ppcchat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes. So today we are led by the awesome Julie Bicini, um, as well as co-hosted, um, co-hosted with um, with Julie. We've got Patrick J. Gilbert, um, who's the author of the book Join or Die. Um, no relation to my previous boss. Um, yeah, and anyway, they talk about uh, they lead us in the topic of digital advertising in the age of automation. So yeah, just talking about automation as it is now from the sides of us having our tools to do our jobs faster and then Google coming up with all its automation to, um, yeah, get us to do things in a very different way that we've been used to. Um, and the, and even though the book, it might not be clear from the title is about how you should mentally approach, approach automation and how you need to really join it or, you know, get out of, uh, get out of the way or just get out of the industry. I'm not sure. I'll go for a die, but yeah, <laughs> join the automation or get out of it. I've actually been thinking lately that really anyone working in marketing at the moment, anyone working in like digital advertising, you're working in tech, um, as in literally at all, you have to deal with automation. You have to deal, start thinking of how tech is going to, you know, could be doing, doing what you're doing a lot faster. And the earlier we start thinking about it and how you can add value despite all of those advances that are going to inevitably come the better you would be um and yeah i think um you know just going on as to what patrick um talks about you know he touches um on that as well today in our chat about mentally approaching um automation and um and how we need to do that and and some of our experts also also you know coming on that and i love talking about automation so i give some of my answers in there as well um so yeah we talk about the good the complicated to understand and the garbage in garbage out side of things stick around you'll get a, you'll get exactly what i mean in any moment now so Julie then welcomes welcomes sorry welcomes us as well as Patrick. She goes, um, yeah, I'm very excited to have guest host Patrick J. Gilbert, author of Join or Die, talk about digital advertising in the age of automation. But first, how are we all doing? Um, so yeah, roll call time again. Um, Julie answers in. She's say she's doing well. Pollen is still nuts here in Philadelphia, but it's a beautiful day. Um, yeah, it's been a nice, beautiful day today. Even though it rained a bit, but I actually love the smell of just after rain. Is that just me? Love the smell of when it's just rained and it's just nice and fresh in the air. So I don't mind the rain as long as, as, long as I'm indoors and I don't get caught out in it. Amalia <laughs> joins us as well, as well as Sean Ellie saying it's Tuesday. So it's about to snow in Denver. But, that, but other than that, <laughs> doing well, it's snowing in Denver in May. Lord, 
weather's around the world. Um, I joined us um, as, um, you, you, you know, as I think it was, as I mentioned earlier on, I'm relaxed and fresh, excited to join this chat. Robert Brady joins us. St. Idaho checking in. Tulips are blooming and things are good there. Love tulips. So that must be beautiful. Julia Vice joins us as well. Um, saying doing well. It's easier to be in a good mood when it's nice and sunny out. Like, nice to hear that from Canada. Um, Amalia replies saying, good morning, um, PPC Chatham, as well as one can be. I'm also drinking out of my Philadelphia mug in honor of my long-distance friendship with Julie Vicini. And um, yeah, really missing her in-person face right now. And yeah, there goes a long chat about what we'd like to do and the fact that we'd like to meet up again and have long hugs. For me, it's going to be 10-minute hugs because I miss hugging people. Snapchat Marketing also joins us saying good morning, PPC Chat. We're feeling super refreshed this morning. Excited to meet our guest host, guest host, Patrick J. Gilbert. Welcome, Patrick. And yeah. And so, yeah, Julie then goes, um, I know uh, many of you already are familiar with Patrick, but for those who may not, Patrick, please introduce yourself. Um, and yeah, Patrick goes, hello, happy to be here. I'm the executive director of Adventure PPC and author of Join or Die, Digital Advertising in the Age of Automation. I live on Long Island and love tacos. Love tacos too. Um, Sonica goes, um, your book is on my to read list and excited to hear your thoughts. And yeah, I have bought it. It's one of the, it's, it's on my list of things that I'm, I, of books I need to get around to. So, but it's on my list. Already bought it. So excited to read it. Um, Julia Vice welcomes Patrick saying, I'm the spoiled whole co brat of the group. Give me all the toys, omni-channel, cross-platform, make these machines, do my bidding and generally have some, have some fun. <laughs> doing it yeah julia was in a is in, in a nice funny mood today um yeah brad bodosco also joins us today as well as well as doing brown setting up his new place because he has moved um to toronto um and um yeah so julie then gives a, a few of our psa saying that you know this chat is intended for ppc professionals of all levels so um yeah if you want to have something to share please do i actually had some new members today so that was really nice like it when we get some new names especially uk names because i feel like a lot of community is just us at the moment um yeah we're friendly and supportive communities please do not be afraid to participate lurkers are of course welcome as well um, so yeah, let's get straight into um, our questions because there's lots of them and um, well, our usual about seven or eight and um, yeah, really lovely um, answers to them as well. Julie then goes to our question one saying, how much automation are you currently using in your accounts? Does it vary by platform? For me, that will change next week, but for now, none. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing like from next week, I'll be I'll be using quite a bit. Julia Vice answers saying that it does vary by platform. For Google, I use a lot of automated bidding, similar audiences, and several of their fully automated products, app locals. For Blue, I do more manual work. For Blue, hmm, maybe that's just another client. Green Rope replies saying, Alexis Marketing Coordinator from Green Rope here. Um, we use automation for all our campaigns, lead generation, and lead nurturing processes. We love to streamline a, streamline a seamless customer experience to drive brand engagement and conversion. Sonica replies saying, it varies. Currently, the most automation is being utilized in Google Ads, smart bidding, RSAs, DSAs, with Microsoft trailing a bit behind. The only reason for this has been lack of time to test thoroughly on Microsoft 
Microsoft and priority being lower, lower client budgets. Robert Brady replies to question one saying, I use more and more automation all the time, but it definitely varies by platform. I always test first, so definitely have some manual stuff still running happily and profitably. John Kagan replies saying, it does vary by platform, but I also realize that we know what we know as manual hardly exists anymore, courtesy of the platform overlords. So I'd say 80% of mine is automated. Robert replies to that saying, keyword matching is automated if you like it or not. And yeah, Amali replies, that's the truth, Zinger. Um, Sean Ellie replies saying, it definitely varies by clients. Reports are all automated for the most part. Some automated bidding, some DSA, a few small smart shopping campaigns. Melissa replies, bid automation, ad test automation, budget automations are the big ones. Julie replies, question one saying, I'm trying to adopt more automation in all of my accounts. I'm old school, so parts of it are a bit of a struggle for me, to be totally honest. I do accept that it is inevitable, so I am adapting and trying to grow into it more. Um, Brad but Oscar replies saying that I use as much automation as possible within reason, meaning I'm not simply enabling all auto applied recommendations. Typically what I do on Google, I'll try to mimic over to Microsoft ads. Sam replies to question one as well, saying we use a fair amount of it and it absolutely varies by platform, not just how robust we believe their automation to be, but also what data we can pass back and what guardrails we can maintain to prevent automation from running amok. Then we have SnapTech Marketing replying to question one saying, other than the automation that's built in by Google, keyword matching, etc., we are using automated bid strategies and RSAs pretty extensively as well. We do avoid smart campaigns, <laughs> smart in inverted commas. Charlie Evil replies to question um, one saying, um, less than I'd like. However, I'm reading a great book on the subject for Google ads, join or die, digital advertising, the age of automation. Um, and yeah, by the our co-host today, Patrick J. Gilbert wrote that book. Um, and yeah, Charlie's like, has anyone else read it? Not yet, but it's on my list. Amali replies, um, automation, used to hate it, now speak about it in small accounts. We use automated bidding where it makes sense. Gotta have the volume of cleaner data and RSAs pretty extensively. Um, and then, yeah, I would get like, yeah, my go-to have been like, you know, competitive analysis in terms of like AdWords scripts, bidding, ad copy testing, and the ones Google ads ties my hands with. So like, yeah, your, your usual RSAs, especially in dynamic um, search ads um, when I could find the opportunity. And um, yeah, after quite a few people have given their answers, Patrick um, then gives his answer to question one saying, across our Google Ads MCC, 93% of our client spend is on smart bidding. The exceptions are some branded campaigns and display campaigns. Facebook ads has always been 100% automated, although most people don't tend to think of it that way. And then we have Julie taking us on, us on to question two, saying, what is your general attitude regarding automation in PPC? Has it changed in the past year? Um, and yeah, I gave my answer to this saying that I have always loved automation from the beginning. Once I could, you know, use the tool, I could find a tool that could, you know, make my job easier and faster. That's why I approached, um, you know, Dan, the two Dans, Dan Gilbert and Dan um, B at, um, from Brain Labs when, um, you know, because they were really into like scripts and building 
building like automated solutions for different clients. Um, so yeah, more so in the beginning, it was mainly more about scripts and I'm having the tools to process data a lot faster for us, but Google using it to hide data from us, not so much. I've not really liked how automated automation has um, evolved, um, but I'm getting used to it. Um, but yeah, so definitely hoping to look for some silver linings with it because I know it's not going to go away. So it's very much a matter of finding a way to, you know, learn what's happening and how to still make money for my clients, even with the current state of automation and the future states that we're, of automation that we're going to see. So CM Shah replies to question one, saying more and more as Google is moving towards that. So we have to make sure that we are aligned with it. That's answer question one. Dwayne as well answers question one, saying um, we're using tons in Google, Facebook, and less in Microsoft for shopping ads. Finding, finding the balance between standard shopping, smart bidding, and smart shopping is a key. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Patrick replying to question two, saying in 2017, we saw the writing on the wall and embraced automation. Our overall attitude has not changed since then. We assume first that automation is the right solution. Only then can we look for exceptions to the rule. Too many people blame Google's automation for their failed ad campaigns and instead need to take responsibility for their work. More people need to be asking themselves, how can I improve um, the way I use this technology to drive performance. Um, and he continues, oh, this is a big answer. Um, automation is incredibly complex. You can't just start using it without investing in your time, uh, your own time edu uh, with education. It takes time. Since becoming a pro automation agency, we've tripled in size and our clients' campaigns are more profitable than ever. This is not a coincidence. If our automated campaigns fail, we don't blame the system for burning through our budget. Perhaps we're not feeding the system the proper data. Maybe it's a landing page or product issue. Um, and yeah, then Bastian replies to, to, to the Patrick's very full answer there, going, um, haven't you had any problems with the 2021 tracking problematics or GDPR ATP, which limit data and can increase bad data? Just bought your book. The answer is maybe inside. So yeah, Patrick doesn't answer here. Maybe it is inside the book. So I will be checking and looking out for that answer in there. Julia Vice replies to question two saying, generally I embrace it, but I tend to push our partners to get more transparent with data and to build in more options. Black box is the opposite of what digital marketing promised. So let me tinker. Sam replies saying about the same as my general attitude towards my Roomba. If you set it up for success and know the weaknesses, it can be a huge help. If you don't or can't, you'll, you'll end up with a bigger mess, a broken Roomba at the bottom of the stairs or both. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we've got, uh, yeah, Charlie replying to Sam about, um, yeah, the Roomba analogy saying this analogy is excellent. I absolutely agree with that as well. CM Shah replies to question two saying automation in PPC majorly works best when your account has massive conversion history. Nowadays, it's helpful helping local businesses to move forward and get instant leads. Oh, I don't know about instant leads, but... Anyway, Sean Ellie replies to question two, saying negative in general, always down to test and choose the best option for each client, but forced automation or automation where Google doesn't al allow 
um, an even playing field grinds my gears. Um, <laughs> and he, <laughs> he attaches a, a gif of um, Peter Griffin from the family guy when he was doing this news um, segment on, on what, grind, what really grinds my gears. <laughs> it's hilarious. Sonica replies to question two saying, um, yeah, I love this question. I'm a big proponent of testing any new technology that could one, save me time and two, improve performance. So for that reason, my attitude towards automation in PPC is positive. It has, it has certainly become more positive over the last year more positive oh that's that's very good to hear julie bicini replies question two saying i'm grudgingly accepting that automation is here to stay and that i need to get on that train i feel like this has been my attitude for the past couple of years but the pace of automation as um the only option has certainly picked up and ju yeah just as the only option as the fact that more is even coming the pace just keeps to be increasing John Kagan replies to question two saying, it's nice when it's my choice, sometimes up your smart campaigns. But at this times, it feels like I'm being bullied, cyber bullied, that is, into it by the robotic overlords. And then we have Brett Badowski replying to question two saying, I'm largely in favor of automation where it can help improve performance, save time and spot things that you may have overlooked. In the past year, I've been getting more and more frustrated with how heavily automation is being forced or pushed. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Julia Vice replying to question two saying, if you're going to be across as many platforms at once as I am and your team is energetic but lean automation is where it's at that doesn't mean just accept everything we're served but it's extremely useful and worth being optimistic about it then um, Julie takes us on to question three saying why do you think the industry has been so slow to embrace automation and with that one I was straight in saying that I think thing when it comes especially to script there's been a fear that people think that they will need coding skills um, and also it can be hard to fix problems when a script goes wrong because sometimes it just won't work and it'll tell you the problem is on a certain line you go to the line and you just can't find what the issue is everything all the dots and commas are in place grammatically you've written everything right but it's just uh, just showing an issue um, and then in terms of platform automation fear of change and the immediate weight i can't see what i used to what i'm used to seeing is also there's a fear of that and just i think that's just a knee-jerk reaction and we just need to start getting used to different things um and yeah julia vice replies to that saying the drop the troubleshooting issue is so real there's rarely someone to call when a simple weather triggered script doesn't work greg asquette replies saying but yes agreed these days when i work on projects like that i focus much more on usability for everyone regardless of technical knowledge and making myself redundant charlie replies to um what I said about scripts saying yes yeah, scripts are definitely something I want to work on my understanding of can I use them yes can I write them no I'm sure I'm missing out on some clever time saves for specific um, cases and I was like yeah if you desire desire to yes learn to write a script but never let it be a barrier for using them there are over 200 actually I'll even say maybe 300 now <laughs> free scripts out there so that you can just copy and paste and start using and I think everyone should get on board with those kind of scripts 
Um, and then, yeah, we've got Snaptech remark- uh, Marketing replying to question two saying, our general attitude in any advancement in automation or in any area we work with is making sure we do what is best for our clients. That will change from client to client and platform to platform. Um, Patrick then um, answers our question three saying that people don't like change and few will admit this, but many are afraid that automation will make them irrelevant. And yeah, I think that's really is an undercurrent of what a lot of people are complaining about. I used to feel the same way. I was anti-automation for a long time simply because I was insecure about the future of my career. He continues, in 2015, most of my days were spent building um, SCAGs, so SCAG campaigns or single keyword ad group campaigns, making segmented bid adjustments and finding negative keywords in a search term report. None of those things matter anymore. My job as it existed then was technically replaced by automation. Um, and yeah, Julia Weiss replies to that saying, SCAGs are one of my most hated trends in this industry. Why, why? Great way to test a favorite keyword and then roll into a more reasonable campaign structure it just it's just a waste waste of time doing skags and yes lots of us are are just are are done with using single keyword um, ad group structure so yeah really love hearing that and then we have Amalia replying to question two saying uh, my attitude was has definitely developed from one where emotionally re- um, reached to shifts in our industry to taking a more intellectual approach and striving to understand. This is largely due to Patrick Gilbert, but shout out also to um, Fred Valleys, whose handle is Silicon Valleys, um, and Big A Little A, and that is uh, Aaron Levy. Um, and Kurt Henninger then replies to question three, saying it's been so pro-control all the things for so long, hard to give up control and give trust to the black box. Um, um, Glenn Schmelzel replies to question two, saying, I'd say I look for every opportunity to bring in automation. Almost easier to think of it by default and ask what needs to be kept as manual work. And then we have CM Shah replying to question three, saying, in my point of view, due to two reasons, first one is missing transparency and other one is we sometimes don't want to lose the existing results and don't want to adapt the changes. Uh, Amalia continues her answers to question two, saying it is easily written off by a lack of understanding. Garbage data in, garbage data out. It isn't meant to fix your data problem. There are also legitimate concerns growing in my understanding has helped me discern between the two. Julie replies to question three, saying as a general rule, PPCers really like control. Yeah, we want control, we like visibility. Um, We have been schooled historically in digging deeply into all of the available data and finding the path for each account. Now automation is set to take much of that away and that is scary and hard. The lack of transparency on what is happening in the account is hard to swallow. There's literally no scenario where the platform and advertisers' interests are 100% aligned. I want to trust it, but I'd also like to be able to verify too. And automation, it's better for, uh, and automation is better for accounts of a certain volume level and not as much for those below that threshold, which are a lot of our accounts. And then we have Greg replying to question three saying, for me, two reasons, the way it is sometimes forced through C reps and recommendations, the tech company's reputations precede them. It's hard these days to believe they have our best interests at heart instead of their own revenue or growth. Yes. And that's, is a big concern for us. Sam replies to question three saying, I don't think that's a fair question because it buckets all automation together as an industry. I think we've been quick to adopt scripts, some automated bidding audience insights 
smarts, etc. Yeah, that's true. And I think we've been hesitant to accept automation in areas that are either A, uncharted, running an entire account, or B, ill-suited for automation, strategy, creative. And largely, those fears have been justified. Most smart campaigns still suck. Um, the curious part... T- Part tinfoil hat time is that Google and Facebook have done remarkable things with automation in other aspects of their business. So why can't they apply it to ads? And the obvious answer seems to be that it's more profitable to be stupid. <laughs> Melissa replies to this an excellent point. I think we want the choice rather than having it forced on us. I mean, if you want to do manual bidding, you still can, even though it really doesn't make sense anymore. In most cases, there's no way I'm going to be going back to doing manual bidding. Bidding has to be done automatically or I'm out. And then we have Melissa replying to question three, saying automation often paints in strokes that are too broad. It doesn't understand the difference between industries or verticals. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Julia Vice replying to question three, saying, I think it's us and clients in my little corner of the industry. Partners can be hesitant to try new untested technologies because they're used to personalized buys. They want to know their trusted partner is pulling the levers, not a big giant machine. Because, yeah, because they're like, if their partner is not pulling the lever, they're like, why are we paying that partner? So it's all about proving our worth as the middlemen. Sonica replies to question three saying rightfully so I think account managers are nervous that one we may not have the same amount of control over accounts and two automation may replace the job of the classic account manager. We then have Amali replying to question three saying a lot of the announcements and shifts come from the platforms themselves who have proven themselves to be untrustworthy, especially the sales reps. Um, There are also inherent issues with automation and machines like data bias, which are legitimate and should be discussed. And then we have Sean Ellie replying to question three saying, I think people don't like change, but also the way Google has pushed this really makes it hard to embrace with open arms. I think if they would have allowed easy testing and kept everything equal, we would have tried it and came to our own conclusions. Yeah, yeah, well, who are they actually going to go to with that? John Kagan replies to question three saying, well, do you trust a platform you give money to, to make decisions with your money, to make the best decisions for you, when one of its options is to make more money for itself not to mention ai is still lacking and yeah (laughs) loads of people like that one glenn replies to question three saying "Um, i agree with greg we're skeptical when platforms implement automation and for good reason but that doesn't make the automation inherently bad and that's um when he um agreed with greg asquid when he was talking about tech companies reputation reputations precede them it's hard these days to believe they they have our best interests at heart instead of their own revenue or growth. And then Amalia continues the answer to question three, saying the pace of change is also something that gives us pause. I'd feel a lot better about the push towards automation if I felt like there was time to catch up or those pushing the automation were transparent and provided education. A staff tech remark, uh, marketing replies to question three, saying the platforms have not worked to build trust with PPCs. This has led to caution in approaching them and has extended to automation. There's an opportunity for better communication and relationship building. It's important to separate that from automation itself. Um, and yeah, Sonica replies to question three, saying that being said, I think we can mitigate these fears by understanding automation can be used for good and not evil. It allows us to have more time to drive strategy and make a bet- bigger impact on our clients 
as on our clients' businesses, we are also still in control of the inputs and garbage in, garbage out. Remember, like literally, guys, like whatever you put in is what you're going to get, is the quality of data you're going to get out of it. And then we continue with Brad Bodoski replying to question three, saying the industry is likely just cautious. We're all focused on client performance and doing things that will move the needle. But sometimes it's important to step back and look at the bigger picture. Can an automation be implemented to save me time doing X? Then going on to question four, um, Ajili asks, what are the common misconceptions around automation? My answer straight in is that people just think that it's bad and hard to understand. And um, so, yeah, just and, and because like the data is not is not seen as much anymore, like just a lot of things that we've seen pri- previously. Dane Brown replies to question two, saying it has gotten a lot better. And if it can be automated, we will try to be it. What we do is becoming a commodity, whether we like it or not. Rathan Jiha replies to question two, saying automation is a great thing and it wonders when used at the right and it and and it's it it performs wonders when used at the right time. When the system recommends using CPA bidding with $68 as target CPA for a campaign that has $50 budget and started only two days ago with a single conversion, it's definitely not the right time. Yeah, sometimes you just need to know when to use it or not. Dwayne, uh, Dwayne replies to question three saying, old habits die hard. Automation used to be awful. When you have been burned, it can be hard to trust again. Plus, I'm sure some worry about losing their jobs john kagan replies to question four saying um let me think well one it knows more than in human two it operates like a human three you don't need human oversight four it can compensate for seasonal and macro outside factors five it doesn't break six a rule is a strategy seven i'm tired of typing this so yeah so all the things that all the misconceptions that people have automation um is what um john has replied there kurt henninger replies to question four saying um distinct difference between automation and google's smart tech stack one automated mundane task the other applies ai and google learning stack and then we have Sonica replying to question four saying that is a trick for platforms to steal your money or a replacement for our jobs. I don't believe either of these to be true. Uh, Matthew replies to question four saying that is only that it only works with big budgets, that Google takes over everything, that it's Google's way of making you spend more sometimes it is just Google asking you to spend more. Um, and then, yeah, Sam replies to uh, Matthew when he t- uh, talks about saying, um, I think part of this is driven by agencies. If everything is automated, how do you justify management fee? Sam replies, honestly, I don't think um, if I buy this, I don't know if I buy this. Agencies have no problem justifying their 15% commission on TV spots. So I don't know why it would be different in a space that requires more skill and understanding and is more beholding to results. And then we have Chris Tweeten replying to question four saying automation is a tool for scaling, not a solution. Uh, Patrick Gilbert replies to question four saying, uh, yeah, people often try to answer the wrong questions. It's not about automation versus manual. It's not about maximized conversions versus TCPA. It's not about RSAs versus ETAs. It's about the data. It's about whether you're setting your algorithms up for success. Without the right data, you are either miscommunicating 
reporting your goals to the algorithm or you're sending it on a wild goose chase. You will never truly understand all that is happening on the back end. So instead, focus your attention on solving real business problems. Absolutely agree. And then we have SnapTech Marketing replying to question four saying um, that it's set it and that it is a set it from forget it. You still have to monitor it, keep an eye on it and help it respond to changes in your environment and in the market. Julie Vice replies to question four as well, saying that you can just flip a switch and let the machine do its thing. Even with completely managed buys or fully automated campaigns, we still have to check them at least weekly, usually more. Automation does not mean hands off. Glenn replies to question four, saying one of my misconceptions was that I would instinctively know how to set up an automation. If I had a technical background, it might come quickly, but I spend majority of time framing the issue before designing rule to handle it. CM Shah replies to question forcing automation eats our job. This is the number one misconception. Of course, there are some threats, but not all. If we understand the data algorithms and each movement of accounts conversion history, then this journey will help us to achieve better with automation. Um, Sean Ellie replies to question four saying it's always better or always worse. At, as usual, it depends and should be tested. So yeah. Continue with the misconceptions. Amali replies, there is the misconception that it is downright terrible. There is also the misconception that you can set it and forget it. Neither is true. Julie replies as well, saying that you're not a very, very necessary part of an automated effort. The machines need us to help get the right inputs and weighing. There's so much more that um, there's so much that they can't or or don't know. I think most don't realize that this is a big piece of using automation well. Um, and then, yeah, Julie takes us on to question five saying, are there scenarios where automation struggles in your experience? For example, low volume accounts. And yeah, she started off with one that is obvious to everyone, low volume accounts. I also find that um, when coding languages has been updated, um, so like if Java is like sometimes like what the actual language do a particular, what the sem semantics should be to put, uh, do a particular action that changes in its dictionary. And um, obviously then your code is using out of date dictionary and then that stops working. So, you know, that can be very confusing and giving me an error message that where that my line 324 um, is <laughs> where the issue is in line 324 does nothing for me. So, yeah always those those um, very confusing error messages always definitely annoys me and that's what I struggle with in terms of automation not Google's end but just scripts in general um but a really nice um answer to question four from Brett here um about um the the things that are a bit the misconceptions of of um what automated is um julie had said that um that's the are not very very necessary part of an automated effort and brett continues to that saying that we are the doctor teacher and fighter pilots with or without automation meaning we are still significant um so yeah that's not saying that's no misconceptions that's a breath just making the statement that we are the doctor teacher and fighter pilots with or without automation meaning we are still significant amazing um amali replies to question five saying julie did you write this question for me yes low volume accounts can certainly struggle however there are ways to maximize your structure and volume to get data to a point where it can be useful it just means monitoring and often starting on a manual 
Julia Vice replies to question five, saying low volume accounts for sure, also high public sector pals, accounts where it is not possible to set up conversion tracking. The algorithms have very little to go on. Colin Slattery replies to question five, saying automation definitely struggles when there is limited data. Generally, the less budget you have or the more niche a product you have, the worse automation will be. Melissa replies to question five as well, saying yes, 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 there are low volume, day-to-day volume or conversion fluctuations, um, e.g. weekends for B2B. B2B in general, since most automation from the platform is geared towards B2C, what works um, for B2C is often the opposite for B2B and the automation doesn't know that. John replies to question five, saying inability in ability for a system to account for more than one entity. Sure, I want a great rowers, but I cannot afford to let my volume dip 75%. Yes, high impression share is cool, but not if my CPC skills are 150%. Wow. Sam replies to question four saying, so this is tricky to articulate well. I think the biggest misconception around automation is the term itself. It's like the term engine. There are thousands of different kinds that do thousands of different jobs. And if you treat them all the same, bad things happen. There's a ton of amount of variation automation from how it works to what data it uses to what assumption it makes about that data. And if you don't take the time to understand what the automation is doing, you'll have a maddeningly, maddeningly (laughs) difficult time trying to manage it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Robert Brady replies to question five in automation struggles when nuance is present. Many words have multiple meanings. The same way chocolate milk and milk chocolate is very different. And that's the whole close variance argument that we've been making since it began. Kurt Henninger replies to question five, saying accounts with quick changing conditions, i.e. Google smart bidding struggled for us during COVID last year, right around this time, couldn't keep up. Uh, Patrick um, Gilbert then answers question five saying, yeah, automation always works better with more data. Larger accounts will have an easier time finding success. That doesn't mean it's impossible for smaller accounts. It just means it's more of a challenge. You have to get creative with the data that you're feeding it. Also consider this. If you're in an industry where you are willing to use automation, but your competitors are not due to low volumes, it presents a massive opportunity for you to capture the highest intent auctions that others are ignoring. Julia Vice replies saying, holla, this is exactly what I did with DRSLAs for my tribal clients and we got very sexy results. DRSLAs, I'm thinking dynamic risk, yeah, dynamic remarketing for search list ads, so RSS, um, RSLAs, but then dynamic RSLAs. Interesting and that's a new acronym for our list. And um, Patrick continues his answer to question five, saying, my recent presentation at SMX discussed how to control the learning environment to expedite the algorithmic learning process. This is key for low volume accounts. A recording of the video can be found here. Um, And I'm guessing that um, Julie Bicini, actually not guessing, Julie will have that on her resource page. And that's on official ppcchat.com. And then we have Sean Ellie replying to question five, saying scaling smart campaigns and as others have said, picking up nuance and intent. Um, and then Charlie replies to question five, saying so glad I'm not the only one with low volume struggles. And now, and that's why it's great about this community. All the things that you think you might be the only one experiencing it, 
come and talk about it. You'll find that several others are having the same issues. And then, yeah, Colin replies, um, continue, continues his answer to question five, saying automation also struggles in periods of high volatility. Machine learning does not handle situations where its inputs are pushed out beyond their operating norms. Julie replies to question five, saying low volume accounts struggle to have automation work, at least in my experience. Clients want results faster than you can deliver with automated strategies on low volume. If there's something I'm missing, I would love to know Snaptech marketing replies to question five saying there are there also may be more than we know lack of visibility is an issue where we can see it though we see particular struggles in low volume accounts however we've definitely got some strict tricks to navigate this up our sleeves like account restructuring Dwayne Brown replies to question four saying the biggest being you don't need human involved. Google tech doesn't understand the difference between milk chocolate and chocolate milk. We need to guide this tech still. Um, and then, yeah, second to last question of the, of the, of the podcast, Julie asks um, question six saying, what is the role of the PPC manager or freelancer in the age of automation? Are they still relevant? Most definitely still. And I was like, what our role really is, is to help them understand what will work for our clients that is in line with their overall marketing strategy. We need to be pushing to get an understanding of what the marketing strategy is. There is no one size fits all solution. And so we need to be proficient at explaining how the data we feed into the automation will massively affect the outcomes. Um, Dwayne Brown then goes on to answer question five saying not great at Black Friday too um, too much net new data at hyperspeeds is not great tech only knows what to do based on past data new information or data can send it into a tailspin. Um, Julia Vice answers question six saying, um, I'm knowing how to talk to Google machine and the Facebook machine and the Microsoft machine and the Pinterest machine and the Twitter machines and all the machines. If you're doing only one thing across these platforms, you likely won't achieve what you want. CM Shah replies to question six saying, yes, even if automation takes place, client always needs strategy. They are not that much savvy to perform our job. Um, Brett replies to question five saying low volume account can't always make use of trigger use um, use of or trigger certain automations right away. Most campaigns need X amount of conversions before switching to target rowers. Having some data in advance will help the machine. Um, and then, yeah, we have Patrick replying to question six saying automation will change your job, but will not replace you. In fact, the opportunity to provide value to your clients is now greater than it has ever been. The PPC manager just needs to be willing to learn different skills to be successful, to be a successful PPC manager in 2015. You needed exceptional organizational skills and thick enough skin to manage tough clients. The primary skill was the ability to execute a long list of tasks quickly and without errors. So yeah, attention to detail was very, always very important. Today we spend much less time working inside of accounts and much more time developing strategy. That's what everyone's going to be talking about. I like to say that we don't manage campaigns for our clients. We find creative solutions to their complex problems 
via digital advertising tools. Pre-automation PPC was basically a sales job. The PPC manager was responsible for connecting the dots between a bottom funnel search for a product and a landing page that sold that product. Today, it actually requires real marketing. It's so much better. Today, it requires a high level of business acumen. PPC managers need a higher sense of data literacy than ever before. They need to understand good creative, good copy, good product design, and how to tie it all together in a simple way advertisement 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 you know what i mean <laughs> and some more answers to um question six we've got snap tech marketing i'm going absolutely freaking lootly imagine the algorithm like a bus you set it in a specific direction as things change around it someone's gotta drive the algorithm just puts the gas pedal down and points itself at the goal amali fowler replies saying absolutely we are totally relevant someone has to make sure the data is clean that the strategy makes sense and to shift course if external situations change like i don't know a global pandemic sam also replies saying pilot are still necessary for airplanes right but in all seriousness automation done well will free up your expert um your expert to do more experty things and fewer roboty things that's a good thing for both our industry and our clients ex- internal or external and yeah i think the whole um you know even like the airplane um, analogy still works because there is autopilot but you're never going to leave a plane to autopilot the whole way <laughs> um and so yeah we've got um julie answering question six saying i think humans will always be relevant in this process at least if you want to have an advantage over those who just trust the platforms to do it there's much um, a platform there is much a platform can't know that you can using that knowledge is where your value where our value will continue to be and then we have sean ellie replying to question six saying still very necessary to guide automation and provide overarching strategy and then we have colin slattery replying to question six saying also important to remember that the algorithms are designed to the benefit of google first and foremost your definition of success is a distant second so you always have to be guiding it towards your objectives and away from google's um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Sam continuing to answer to question six. And at the end of the day, the goal of any of the things PPC managers do is to create an opportunity for a human connection in an increasingly digital world. That's something that seems to require a person on both ends. Um, we have also then Matthew Erskine replying to question six. And I actually think it re- it elevates the role of the PPC professional. Love that. It's no longer just tactics and making incremental changes based on micro data. So yes, I've gone other days where we're just changing the bids from 0.15 to 20p. God help us. It's strategic. It's big data analysis. Bang on. And then we have Julie giving us our last question of the day saying, what does a modern pro-automation PPC agency look like? Are you currently moving towards becoming a more pro-automation agency or consultant? If not, why not? How close are you currently to being a pro-automation PPC pro or agency? I feel that's like three or four questions in one there. (laughs) Anyway, let's see what Patrick has for us. He answers saying, we used to be a team full of account managers. Everybody did everything, conduct research, build campaigns, manage data, build reporting dashboards, manage client relationships, write ad copy, create Facebook graphics. Yep, that sounds familiar. Um, In hindsight, it was absolute chaos. We're also 
been building out an analytics team that can do the real data analysis that I'd never been able to do. Things like linear optimizations and complex correlation studies using Python strategy is becoming more data driven. <laughs> Miley replies, and you're hiring, right? Um, Patrick then continues in our original account management team now has two divisions, client services and strategy. CS management, the client, um, client services manages the client relationship and campaign execution. Strategy helps solve the larger marketing problems. Both are responsible for campaign performance. And yeah, Mike Ryan says exact same here, client success and client strategy. I'm embedded in the client strategy unit, but available as a resource to multiple teams. Patrick then finally says, for example, our analytics team is, is diving into complicated attribution questions or calculating customer lifetime value or finding correlations between a TV ad buys and on-site conversion rate. It's really exciting. These are things we never did before automation amazing these are really amazing ideas that every agency should be looking towards and then we have sonica replying to question six saying 100 relevant if not more our jobs are to drive strategy use data to optimize on our inputs and own other parts of ppc that are not automated we can also be marketing consultants to our clients and use our knowledge of budgeting to our advantage in a wider sense amazing advice there um in answer to question seven um yeah it's a focused strategic team with a strong testing rubric build on optimism curiosity and a focus on client goals no testing for testing's sake and a lot of opportunities to try new things now, um, as what Julia advice as well as Amalia gave some amazing answers to this question. So that's why I didn't input much. And I just said, yeah, what they said. Um, and then, yeah, I think, yeah, this is in reply to, um, in reply to Amalia's answer to question six, where Amalia said our role is also still as an intermediary between intermediary between clients and platforms. I do see us going more the way of traditional marketing though, where it's harder to determine exact point A to point b value i don't think that's bad however sam replies um that seems intuitively right though i think ppc marketing communications and analytics will continue to blend together and ppc managers will be expected to be more familiar with modeling plus marketing science as cookies go bye bye um glenn replies to that same thing paul Reutzer alluded to this when coining term hybrid marketer sam replies well that's interesting and cool honestly hadn't heard of that before but i guess it's time to go read mr reutzer that's a name i have not heard in this space at all yet um sean Ellie replies to question seven saying protesting and following data to do what is best for the client sometimes that's automation sometimes that's more manual i don't think i will be pro automation until google starts to show data and stops forcing it down our throats oh some people people will dig their heels till the cows come home it's <laughs> what i call that Snaptech marketing replies to question seven saying a modern pro automation ppc agency is balanced it prioritizes education and what is best for the client recognizing sometimes that's automation we're working our way towards more understanding and execution of it i don't know that there is a close it's an ongoing learning piece and a journey we're happy to be on 
And then, yeah, Amala, this, Amala's answer, which I really love to this, was like, on a serious note, a pro-automation PPC agency or consultant is one that is open-minded, takes time to learn and build resources, and doesn't emotionally jump to conclusions when things don't work. They also get out of weeds and see the forest for the trees. And then Julie replies to question 17, I'm still trying to figure this out a bit for myself, but I am adopting more automation and shifting thinking to not be reflexively anti-automation. I am a work in progress on this, but I am being proactive about it. Ironically, my history of pre-internet marketing, I think, is going to come in very handy in the next phase of digital marketing, being able to see the big picture and create strategies that are not just sales, but brand focused, I think will be important. I agree very much so. Um, and then, yeah, we have got Glenn Schmelzel replying to question seven as well, saying hard to say how far we are in hitting moving target. But I know that having direct access to, to analytics or ads data is a key component. Our little agency is making strides there. Sonica replies to question seven, saying I would argue that this is less about being pro-automation and more about being protesting, uh, protesting, not as in protesting one word, as in for testing. <laughs> um, though we very much embrace change and thus automation at Sierra Interactive, we are a pro, as in for testing, um, agency and will always proceed with what works best on an account basis. Um, and then Dad Dwayne Brown replies, says, I am pro at whatever makes the client the most money and maximizes profits, cli profits. clients and brands come first. Um, and yeah, that is an, our nice, extensive, you know, advice-full um, chat to, today. Um, again, Patrick um, mentions out his book about join or die digital advertising in the age of automation. That's on Amazon. A free supplemental material is at joinordiebook.com. Very great way to create um, a resource for that. And then there's the adventureppc.com forward slash blog to find um, his SMX presentation and the how to die a dead, how to hide a dead body podcast. That's an interesting one because I love me a good podcast. Um, so yeah, that's our chat for the day for this week there. We now have follow-up Twitter space chats. So look out for that link. You know, if you follow me, myself, or Julie, or like Brett Badoski, who's um, who are regulars on the chat. You'll get an alert when we start the chat. We can't give create the link um, preemptively. It's you've just got to be ready on a Friday at five p.m. GMT. We've got, we're getting a nice little crowd coming in, talking about um, whatever we're going to talk about. And Patrick is also going to be there this Friday if you're available on Twitter Spaces. So be there or be square. Um, I think it will be, it will be a great one to be a part of. Um, so yeah, that is our, our, our episode for this week. It was a nice long one, but I hope you stuck through it with it because there was some great advice given there, especially by Patrick. Um, so yeah, I hope you found some great takeaways and, um, can use some, um, you've had some hopeful notes that you, that allows you to know that, yeah, your place in the digital marketing, um, world is still very important. Um, and that if you're even new, don't be disheartened. There's still space for you to grow and learn more. We're at a space of change. We're in a moment of change where a lot of things are changing, but that, I think that just bodes really well for, um, newcomers and people who have been in for a while. So any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some correction and anything that I've 
I have shared, please get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open as well. Um, you can get me on my handle, the Marketing Anu, or join us on our LinkedIn group, which is the PPC Chat Roundup group. Um, and yeah, we'd like to hear your thoughts, your feedback, anything that you're questioning about what you're doing in your accounts. And finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week.